When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And All right. I was just seeing people complain about the Bears draft. And I was like, oh, God, like, what did we do that was so bad? It got better, though. So the draft wasn't what everybody wanted. But as it was going along, it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't. We needed offensive linemen. There's a couple offensive linemen in there. But we have to fix the offensive line thing with the Bears through free agency as well. But we can't go get a 39-year-old left tackle that's on his knees every other play. No, that that was so telegraphed. Like I said, it was Orlando Pace all over again. As soon as they made that that pickup last year, it was like, this is Orlando Pace. You, I guarantee you, he's not going to be able to keep up. He, as much as he has a legendary career, he's on the tail end of that career. It was inevitable. Yes. And unfortunately, it was inevitable. And some yeah. people tried to convince me. I'm like, you're not going to convince me. This is this is a very rushed move. Yes. You will not be able to do it. I'm guaranteeing you that. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, one cool thing, because I'm going to be all over the place. Um, they did when they drafted Doug Kramer. I jumped up and down. Oh, I bet you did. Played for U of I, so I got to watch mm-hmm. him. I talked to Coach Bart Miller 
weeks before that. Um, he's offensive line coach at U of I, which was great. Got to talk to him. And he actually is from a high school that's probably 15 minutes away, 15, 20 minutes away. Oh, nice. So okay. went to, to Hensdale Central. And I jumped up and down, and I'm like, he is perfect because he's mean. He's nasty. And watch him put the U of I in the U of I. We already know. People can shut up. It's not a winning football program yet. But the way they could run the football, even when Lovey Smith was there, and then last year, the way they could run the football, he was the anchor of that. Like, he he has to be mean. Now, he was a center, but he could play anywhere. Talking to Coach Miller, and you listen to Coach Miller, he trains these guys to play every position. He's like, if you watched U of I play, he'll move guys around. Oh, you're a good polar? Well, you're going to go in on these couple plays as a tackle because you can't. Like, because he is like, I will teach them how to play tackle. I will teach them how to play guard. They will learn how to snap the ball, snap the football. So the thing that they could use him on the Bears, he can go anywhere. He can play in any position. So I was just jumping up and down. I was like, this is an offensive lineman we need, finally. But, yeah, that was my big thing. The draft wasn't that bad. I thought they did okay. No, I mean, I didn't think – I think over – like early on I was like – personally – the end of the draft is what I was like, okay, I'm a little more mellowed out with this. I just had hoped that they were going for higher profile offensive linemen to start. But I understand why they picked up the guys that they did with like Kyler Gordon, you know, as well as Jaquan Brisker. I get it. You know, if we're talking poor production last year or just really areas where like Chicago, I mean, some of it was just unfortunate, like Desmond Trufant. He, he decides they they he's not going to show up, but then he goes and plays in New Orleans, you right. know, and you're like, oh, great. There goes arguably a starting corner on the opposite side that just now we have to plug that hole. But like, like I said, Gordon, I mean, he's coming from a school and a program that, I mean, has done an excellent job at developing secondary talent. So like, I'm looking to see him play pretty well. And then Brisker's hard, a hard nosed heavy hitter, you know, Big Ten, Penn State. I mean, it's what I want for the opposite side of Eddie Jackson, you know, yes. and Eddie, now you, you hope you think he should be a little more free reigning, should be a little more like how ever ever is with uh, his own defensive schemes. He's more free reign to do what he is, is as his individual task. You know, right. you're focused on doing this assignment. You do this assignment. Well, you know, and everyone has to execute their specific assignments to a T. So he gets to focus more on, I get to hit people. I get to play free range, a true free safety now. You know, mm -hmm. Brisker has that talent to, of course, be that. So, like, I like those picks. But, again, like, as a Bears fan, you saw what happened last year. You know, what was the main thing Justin Fields was doing last year? Hitting the ground and running for his, his damn life. And we're drafting, you know, secondary players. And we're hoping out of the minimal – free agent signings that will get something put together. Now, Lucas Patrick. Okay. I feel a little bit better now. You know, you hope Tevin Jenkins is healthier this year. He should be Larry Borough full season will be under his belt. You hope, right? He's solid. And now it's just the right tat, right guard. that you got to think about. Well, I like you said, I think when you saw the bears had too many holes to fill. So that was another thing they do. Like, Again, but you had to rank them. Which ones were the most? I think everybody was going to say offensive line. But That's think, why I, yeah. You would think that. But we also need corners. So they are drafting needs. We needed corners. We 
they got to figure out that defensive line because you got Keem Hicks is gone. They do. That's yeah. got to be the next thing. And then also, who are we going to throw the ball to? Well, they're slowly but surely. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think a lot of it comes down to you know, we're going to make some. Who are we going to throw the ball to in 2022 and 2023? We'll find somebody in 23, 24. Like you said, we're, 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 it's, it's all about next year. Yes. It really is. You know, this year it's a lot of evaluation and building up your own prospects, doing it the Indianapolis way or the Kansas City way, you know, building up the roster and stockpiling our talent, our farm system, our scouted guys. Just hope that they don't pull, you know, let's not like hide the money back in the dragon's lair, you know, and we do spend that cap, you know, don't, <laughs> don't go, yeah. don't go buy an off season like the Colts do and like just hoard money. You know, that, that's all I'm going to say. Don't, don't be the Colts in that regard. 30 million. Draft well, draft just... well, but spend some of it, please. You know, get the best of both worlds mixture. Cause like Brian, like Brian Pringle. Okay. Like that's one that I've been seeing, you know, I, and I hear people discuss it's like, one-year deal, he has a lot of potential coming out of Kansas City that you're like, well, maybe he steps up. He's out of that, like, clustered receiving core, and maybe he gets a little more explosive and he gets to do his own thing. We'll see. You know, it's a lot of hinging type of things. Like, maybe this could work out. Maybe in theory with this system, with them having more opportunities because they were so light on receiving core. Like, uh, Valus Jones, you know, he'll be a good – I think he could be a really good third guy, slot, gadget guy, you know. Obviously, that was something he was great with his yards after the catch, open space at Tennessee. So that's, I think, what they're looking to do with him. Pringle, to me, as of now, now that could change in the offseason, or with OTAs, with training camp and all that, he's kind of my two, just because of the system he comes from. And, you know, he already was getting some good – he was already doing decently well when he was given opportunities in Kansas City. So – you know, that, that itself, like, that's my answer to the best of my ability with the receiving core. Still doesn't make me say, wow, <laughs> you know, and, and it could change. You know, maybe Pringle does come out and, they, and he blows his expectations away like people are talking. Or maybe Valus Jones becomes that studded third-round pick that, you know, even though everyone critiques his age, dear God, you bring up the age of, of him coming out of the draft. <laughs> you know, he's, he's 25? What? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, he's – He's 25, but he's yeah. damn good. You know, trust us. We'll get years out of him. You know. Well, it's better than signing a 39-year-old. So what? What you got to pick? Make a decision. I'll, t- I'll take the 25-year-old. That you know, I'll go with that. I trust that. 25 is fine. That means he is. He should have adult muscle on him now, and he'll be fine. He'll be good. <laughs> um. Who else was I thinking of? Um, but yeah, Bears just have too much, too much stuff. And I swear to God, if we don't see two or three running backs being used this year, I'm going to flip out. I'm going to go to Eberflus in Chicago and have a conversation. Oh no, dude! If if Getzy, if Getzy doesn't use two running backs well, I'm going to go to. I would go to him and be like, "How did you? Did you have amnesia? Like you came from Green Bay, right? Like you had you had AJ Dillon and." Aaron Jones, did you just did you just forget? Like that, that's what I'll do because otherwise, that's like the expectation is that you're going to see Herbert and Montgomery 
get that split set. But Montgomery will be like that 60, 70 percent carries of the game. Right. And then you'll have Herbert spell him and like or he'll be like that bruising guy to soften up the defense a little bit on some runs because he's a bigger body and more, you know, he's got more muscle mass on him. And you that uh, Ember guy, Ember from Baylor that they drafted. Yep, yep. He, they drafted him because he misses a lot of tackles or like breaks a lot of tackles. That could be your running back slash slot guy to help with the wide receiver core there. Uh, there was an article, he's like 97 percentile of like miss like breaking tackles or something in college football. Like it was amazing. Wow. And that type of Baylor offense where he's supposed to go one-on-one with people. Uh, be pretty good to spell. Uh, then you got Justin Fields, who I'm not sold on still. But going to have to be. Well, they are. Like Getze and company have been saying, you know, they're going to play to his strengths, which, hey, you and I know we're going to be evaluating that really quick. Yeah, I better see a lot of bootlegs. I better see a lot of RPO. You know, I better see this guy doing a lot more running and giving options to run and get out of the pocket than he was last year. You know, don't set him back there to die. You know, let him, let him, yeah, a running game, consistently running it, you know. And I'm going to get canceled for this too. He has been hanging out with Colin Kaepernick, so I don't know what what, what happened. Eh, more, more experience. I mean, guy knows how to play that position in the same style that he's playing now, so – I think that's like Getsy to me. It's, it all hinges a lot on him. Eberfuss, we know Eberfuss is the defensive minded. I'm going to handle the, you know, taking care a lot about that. And then Getsy's in there. It's like you, you bring your system, you get in what you need, obviously, or people from Green Bay that you can find. Like I said, Lucas Patrick is a crucial one to me just because he's an upgrade over like Sam Mustafer. So, yeah. You know, that, that one alone is a great is a solid signing just to get solidifying your offensive line. Not even worry about Cody Whitehair doing high snaps if you have to put him in there. I love Cody Whitehair as a center, but like that's the one thing my like me and my dad talk about is like I'm like, Dad, he does a great job finding like looking at and depicting where blitzes are coming from, line assignments and all that. He's like, Yeah, but he's terrible at snaps. I'm like, true, you got me on that point. <laughs> But well, I guess I'll Doug take Kramer. that. That's where Doug Kramer comes in. Right. Yeah. And like I said, Kramer, I mean, if you're talking about off, uh, utility, like I said, the right tack, the right guard, from what I can tell, is the one that's the only one that really needs competition, you know? Because like Borum and Jenkins are going to solidify those tackles. And then you got Whitehair, who's in his guard duty again. Patrick, who's going to be the center, who's taking the right guard? You know, and early odds, I guess, are Sam Mustafer. Yeah. But, you know. You'll go eh. for an experienced person. But, again, you do need guys in. What was it? At one point, the Bears had like seven or eight offensive linemen, and that was it. Like, so. Yeah. Something like that. So, you need more offensive linemen. You need competition. Um, I think that – I don't remember. So, I think the offensive line will be okay. But, like you said, at least offensive-wise and offensive line-wise – you're not going to see a cohesive unit till 2023. Like it's just, or near the end of the year, hopefully. So we're going to have to watch an offense break down again. We lost wide receivers. We don't have this playmaker. Now for you, zone blocking, yay or nay? Because that's going to be a lot of the focus with this. So for me personally, as an offensive guy for football, I love zone. 
But I know NFL is a different animal. High school, I can sit there and say, we're a zone team. College, you could sit there and say, you're a zone team. NFL, you got to do all of it. Zone blocking was fine for the Bears. I did not have a problem with zone blocking. They got yards out of it. They pin and pulled a lot. So they zone block, but they can pull somebody. Now they started doing GT stuff and pulling guard tackle. When they started doing even power was a struggle for them. That's why you got to solidify those guards. If your guards can't pull, you're going to have a problem. It's crucial. Mm -hmm. But if that's what they can do, then that's what they can do. Um, I'm all for zone blocking. They do a blocked a lot, which is similar to that, but they're going to double team everywhere and get to a linebacker. Then they can RPO the other linebacker if they don't want to get to him. They can insert somebody. So if you want to talk about bringing a fullback in or whatever, they can run the duo ISO block and insert somebody to help Montgomery find a lane and just go. That's what they can do. Great. Fantastic. Opens up stuff for Justin Fields because you have to zone block and RPOs because the NFL is only one yard down the field. College is three. So you're going to have to make those decisions very quickly. I have no problem with it. That's a long-winded answer, but I don't mind it if that's what they can do. Yeah, I mean, I'm just asking, like, you know, are they adapted to it? And, I mean, you know, I last year, I mean, when we run, like, seriously, the, like the Bears' offensive line last season, this is part of why, you know, Matt Nagy with us got, at least to me, got so frustrating, was that pass pro, they were it was awful. <laughs> overall it was just awful pass pro but you know clearly the run game you know which is yeah it's more simple to do run game you just run ahead you beat the guy in front of you most of the time and you just make sure if it's you say what hole it is you better open that damn hole up or you better at least open a hole up you know it's easier go forward beat the guy off the line get your hands in between the center of his pads and move his ass backwards you know so i don't know they never caught it just seemed like they never caught on with that but like I don't know, this year, I guess, like, I don't know, zone blocking, I guess I'm I'm asking it just because, you know, I, I'm more as watching it last year as like, hey, when running ha- when run game happened for them, it worked. They do it fine. You know, it sounds like we'll have more of a focus this year. You know, I just want to see more chances where we get a better – the pocket doesn't break down as much. There's yeah. better protection, you know. Over the things, years with yeah. the Bears – it just seemed like they got all these tight. I, I bring this up all the time. They got all these tight ends like two years ago because that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to run the football. You had Mitch Trubisky. You wanted to run the football. Then you don't use all the tight ends in the run game. So you got these guys on the roster for no reason. That's another thing the Bears need to do. They have to utilize tight end blocking. That opens up the box. But that's the problem. If you got nobody to throw it to, they're going to stack the box and say, throw it. We dare you to throw it. So I think you and I can read this, but some people that I read online – when they talk about running the football, well, it's like, okay, they got eight guys in the box. We want them to do like, there's nothing you can do. Like I said, U of I last year and the bears were very similar to me where they, where they lived and died was running the football. Yeah. Coach Miller about it. They, they know that you have to be able to pass the ball. And that's one thing U of I will do better at this year. They got Syracuse transfer quarterback. They got some other guys that will do better. Bears are the same thing. They, and they have to utilize tight end blocking. They have to utilize, getting outside runs to soften the box up because you can't live and die by that with the bears, especially because we had an old offensive line. Now we're going to have a young, we have a lot of young draft guys coming in. Oh yes. So you're going to have to get creative in getting to the outside. You're going to get creative in this night and then pass protection. My God, I think being younger and being healthier will help, but you cannot do what I saw was a lot of five-man protection, which you can't do, and a lot of five-man protection with deep routes. 
So when that happened, yeah. that was the problem. And that's when you knew Matt Nagy was calling the offense, when you saw longer passes with five-man protection. No, you got to keep that tight end to block. You got to keep that running back end to block. You have to run screens to soften all that up. You have to have an intermediate route. You can have one guy just bailing all hell out to get deep, but you got to have something in the middle. You got to have some other type of thing, which I think bringing a Green Bay offense in, what do they? What are they very good at? They're very good at that stuff. They're very good at getting the ball quick. They're very good at. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but if he can bring that down there and say this is what works, then hopefully the Bears and that will so- everything softens everything up. Well, know? sure. And, and, you know, I think here's another point I got brought up to me that was really good. Um, I didn't think about this. Um, Pringle and St. Brown, at least, they're two re- receivers that are coming into this. St. Brown, first off, worked with Getze. So, you know, that that's one thing you can say, great to have that chemistry and understanding of what you want to do offensively. But both of them all come from systems that they very much pride themselves on if the if the original script doesn't work, scramble drill, opening yourself up, mm-hmm. being ready to read what the quarterback wants in, you know, a dire situation, that's what they exceed at, you know. And I mean, I know some people are arguing that Chicago didn't do a great job of that last year. There's probably tape that proves that. I know that, you know, having guys like that that can come in and say, "Okay, I know what to do here," you know. Right. And like I said, Pringle being probably arguably the number 2 right now, at least going into training camp here soon. He's a guy that probably is like, okay, this is what we need to do. You know, if Justin Fields is back there, the bootleg fails and the play is already broken, start running the hell around and finding openings in your secondary. Don't wait on the route. Don't, don't stand, don't like just kind of jog around a little, like actively try and outmaneuver your guy. You know, that right. helps us like, and that's going to be because of the offense being more opening out of the pocket, you imagine this year they're going to have to have receivers that know like, Hey, we need to be ready for our QB to throw to, you know, we can't let them just get killed. So that is a good, that is a good point. The receivers will know what to do better, hopefully in mm-hmm. that situation. But the big thing is Justin Fields. What kind of progression is he going to take? Because again, was it all Mitch Trubisky's fault looking back at it? No, no, but, but you hope that Justin Fields takes the next step. I'm still, I have to be on board with it. I have to be okay with him being there. I'm not sold. I I have all 2022 film of Justin Fields at Ohio State. So I have proof of certain downfalls of his from watching it. I watch these offenses to steal from them. So I know things that he does. And he did them last year. He wants to one read and then take off. He did better as the year went on, but again, that's where they blame the offensive line, and I have a problem with that all the time. Was it their fault? Absolutely. But there are times where it's not all their fault either. But, you know, it is what it is. So you got to see Justin Fields take that next step. But, again, we're going to take lumps as the Chicago Bears this year. It's going to be Yeah, the, they didn't say it. You know, I know that Poles was asked about this in the offseason about, is this a rebuild? Are we resetting? And, of course, it's the cliche, no, we're retooling. You know, and I guess when you look at the cap situation and, you know, they did keep they shedded a lot of guys with high contracts like or like people like uh, Khalil Mack, where it's like veterans that, you know, yeah, maybe they still could be good. But we want to think younger. 
and we can get something out of it for this. So I guess I can, I can agree it's a retool. You know, thing is though, you know, it is for next year we're building towards. Mm-hmm. You know, you really got, this is an eval period. This is straight up evaluation for this. So you're going to see even more changes next year. You know, right now, this is kind of like a holding pattern. See what you can get the best out of. Hell, I, I mean, if, if, it, if the Bears get to the playoffs this season, they have overachieved immensely. Getting getting that – I think that this could be, at best, a seventh seed team right now. If not, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if they just miss or miss the playoffs and they just reset for next year. You know, that, that's my expectations right now. They have a tough schedule, and their bye week's not till week 14. Yeah, it's a long way off. It's a long sledding. Because you got San Francisco to start, and Jimmy G still might be there. Like, Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy G or uh, – oh, my goodness. I cannot my, believe you're going to have both of those guys that might be there. My EIU guy, like, he'll still be there. And then Green Bay week two, like, are you kidding me? And then you got Houston and New York. Yeah, whatever. Minnesota. Toss up. Washington football team should be a win because Carson Wentz will break both of his ankles at the same time. New England, Dallas, Miami, Detroit, Atlanta, New Jets, Green Bay again. Like it's. Then you end with Philadelphia, Buffalo, Detroit, Minnesota. It's not easy. They're tests, but it's not easy. It's a lot of tests, you know. That's that's what I take away from this. You know, I Chicago is going to get tested this year. You're going to, the main, like I said, the main things you're watching out for is, you know, Justin Fields, does he progress? Do the second, do the picks that they picked up this season, you know, instantly make an impact like a, you know, like a Brisker or or Gordon, do they make an instant impact on those in the secondary? And, uh, you know, how well is the offensive line improved? I think that though, and how does the scheme for Luke Getze transition with what the bears have already currently, for what they most likely are going to bring back is the majority of last year's offensive line anyway. Healthy this time around, credit for some people like Jenkins, Borum, you know, company that'll have more time out there. So a lot those are things to think about. And then beyond that, I mean, it's just seeing what you can do going into the offseason. And then who's going to rush the quarterback? Yep. Well, and yeah, <laughs> who's going to rush the who's going to rush the quarterback and who's going to be in the interior? You know, because I mean, like seriously, between I think I think like Tonga and Blackson, you know, I mean I like Tonga, I like Blackson as rotational guys. Um, I don't know if either one of them yet has proven that they could be a. We'll plug them in for like two to three quarters length and then rotate them out every now and then type of people, type of nose tackles or or defensive tackles, but you know, all of a sudden that's become a weak link of any position the bears have had in recent years, all of a sudden the defensive line is one that's up to question. I know. How does that even happen? I know one of the things they pride themselves on is defense. And now we're looking at going, okay, who's going to be in the back? Well, they drafted some guys, but who's going to rush quarterback? We don't. What? I mean, linebacker. What? I mean, look, either either Gibson keeps improving from what he had last year. Um, You hope that Quinn, Gets stays a similar production. He's not going to get a record year again. I highly doubt you see him break his own record or match it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you better hope they get something like double digits. That's my expectation for sacks. And then if it's not Gibson, 
Muhammad better come in there and make an impact that's better than Gibson's, in my opinion. There, I, I my understanding with uh, Eberflus is or Eberflus is that he uh, he rotates out guys. He gets some try to be as uh, fresh as possible and keeps the uh, edge rushers on a uh, consistent basis of okay, you're in here. It's not like every play, but it's like half of the t- half the game you're going to be in, half the game you're going to be out getting fresh. You know, keep those legs that you're always able to give 100% much more consistently, I guess. Right. So, you know, whoever's – the yeah, your question is mainly whoever's on the opposite side of Quinn is going to be what you're watching out for, you know. And they're just going to double-team him. Just... I think that'll happen. I mean, last year, if people didn't learn that lesson, they better be good at, against the speed rush because that's what he does best. He speed rushes you. Well, because it was either you had Mac on the other side but then when he was unhealthy, once mm-hmm. in a while you had Akeem Hicks in the middle. So it was like, who do you really look at? Well, now Mac's gone. Akeem Hicks just signed with Tampa Bay, I think. He's going down there. He's trying to win a ring. That's a huge pickup. So it's like, who do we have? And you're going to have to have guys step up. We're not going to be as big. So they're not going to, they might not demand as much double teams. So the linebackers are going to have to step up their game because they're going to start to get blocked. But you're right. Then we had to rely on our safeties to come running down there and make a play because Ibrahim is going to play like a four-three type defense, sort of. I think so. They're going to have to have linebacker play. They're going to have to bring guys into the box and make tackles, and they'll hop into that three-man odd front man front once in a while. But you know, I, I'm not the defense I'm worried about, which I've never thought of saying for a Bears team. How bad have we been the last couple of years? At least the defense was pretty good. I think it's just going to look different. I'm not saying they're going to be bad because Ibrahim is a defensive guy. So he'll be okay. It's just going to look different. I think it will look a little different than what we're used to. Well, at least we're going back to 4-3. At least we're going back to a – it'll be 4-3, look. To, and I think that's another reason why I think he drafted all these corners and safeties, to hop into a 4-2 look to bring outside linebackers down to try to make a play. Yeah. I really think that's what they're going to try to do. But they are going to have to hop into that 3-4 look because that's what this team has been built on for the last couple of years of like – so he is still going to have to hop into that. But – it's a scary time in Chicago where we're looking at going, oh, my God, well, who's who's going to do what on defense? Except for uh, Smith. Like, now we're looking at going, oh. When you're retooling, when you're <laughs> retooling, anything can happen, you know. Where you're rebuilding there, uh, champ. You can call it retooling if you want. <laughs> it's a rebuild. <laughs> Yeah, I, honestly, I'm like I said, I, I, my expectations at least. I mean, they were low last year, but I'm I'm doing it saying as low, but I'm curiously on the low end. Just like you know, I have nothing to lose to start the season. You know, mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. 
Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.